Disclaimer, we are not licensed professionals. The conversations we have about our mental health and well-being come from our own personal experiences. We hope these open conversations will encourage our audience to take notice and ownership of their own mental and emotional well-being. And maybe, just maybe, provide some cathartic laughs along the way. Hello everyone, welcome back to a new episode of Therapy Check. And it's February, that went by really fast. And I want to talk about it and gear into love, but Mm self-love rather than relationship type of love. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, you know, as your fellow co-host, Breezy, uh, I like to think of myself as a star-oriented person. That astrology stuff, that is my stuff, okay? So right now, February, where are we at? We're, we're in Aquarius season, my little baby air signs. We are coming up on Valentine's Day, which for those of you who haven't done the math... Nine months from Valentine's Day is Libra season, and Libras are the signs of love. I love love. You love love. We all love love. (laughs) So self-love. It's one of those things where, you know, people think about but don't actually practice. Like, what does self-love look like? And for me, on my own personal journey, I started to develop self-love after I first experience, you know, romantic love when I was in a relationship, got out of that. And then it was, how do I take all these feelings of positivity of this ability to give and love and shower someone with affection when there's nobody there? But then I had to remind myself, you know, I'm still here. And am I not deserving of love? You know? So Andrea, do you have any good self-love stories or I guess habits that you've picked up in your own development? My self-love journey is something that is never ending. Every day I discover something new every week, every month that passes by. I'm like, oh, I prefer doing this or I'm going to start doing this. And like, I think the most recent example would be that when I'm about to go to sleep, I put my phone on airplane mode. Mm-hmm. And because before I would just get like a random call in the middle of the night or a text or you know you always have those friends that are like up really late at night for no reason and then they sent you stuff and I really love and appreciate that but that would wake me up and disturb my sleep so that's just my way of self-love also many years of being an RA that traumatic phone call that way I don't really have to worry about that dreaded ringtone Mm-hmm. So that's one of my most recent forms of self-love. What about you? Hmm. You know, self-love has been a journey, I would say it is for everyone as long as long as you're still growing, you're still making taking steps towards changing. And one of the things that helped me really understand what love really is, is that for most relationships, romantic, platonic, familial. For me, at least, I love and I give the way I would love to be loved, you know? Yeah. And then having those moments where I realize that all of my actions, all of my behaviors that I do onto somebody else is really just, if you boil it down, how I would like to be treated and raise the question, like, why don't I treat myself like this? Mm -hmm. 
Like that's what I'm doing. I, I have this love and I'm capable of giving it to others the way I feel like I would need it. Why can't I just, you know, skip the middleman and go straight to me? You know, I feel that in like a personal level because I hate shopping for myself, but I love mm -hmm. shopping for others. Mm -hmm. I love buying and making things for others, but I don't like doing that for myself. Mm -hmm. So when you say that, I'm like, ugh, even just going shopping, I hate going shopping on my own. Like I need someone to be there with me. That's just like in my, my self-love journey that I have to work on. Mm -hmm. No, a hundred percent. I, I didn't, I hadn't realized you felt that way. Cause we have like, are the, on the same level. Then I, for many years have absolutely hated shopping and I did, I didn't enjoy doing it, but I get so excited to just buy other people things to a point. It would make people like uncomfortable. Like, why are you buying all this stuff? Like what, 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 did, what did I do? What did you do? Kind of thing. And it had a lot to do with, you know, my own self-esteem, my relationship with my body, but it also had to do with like a sense of deservedness, you know, all these people who are simply existing, they deserve to be showered with gifts, you know, things that they like, foods that they like, uh, things that would be useful to them. That's how I really see it. But I would never give myself gifts. I would always feel guilty or wasteful buying stuff for myself. But that attitude, that energy was not the same when it came for other people. And so my current act of self-love, beautifully indulgent and just extra love has been shopping, specifically thrift shopping. Mm -hmm. And... It's because not only are these pieces like a story of, you know, coming from another place, from a store I've never been to, from people I've never seen, it's also a moment of like, I can look back at items and see like, hey, I purchased this for myself. This is a direct, physical, tangible piece of evidence of my love and appreciation for myself and my own happiness. Yeah. Like I can look at a sweater and be like, I bought that with my money for me. And so when I look at it and I smile at it or like I put it on, I'm like, oh, I look cute. I invested in my own smile. Yeah. For me, that's all self-love is. Investing in your own like tangible, laugh out loud, smile, full stomach moment. Okay. Okay. Another form. Well, I definitely need to work on buying things for myself because... I just feel this guilt when I buy things for me, this like have to save money. Like I can't even like spend a cent mentality. So I still have to work on that. But another way I've developed this self-love is working out. Mm -hmm. I, <laughs> I think it sounds cliche and I think you've heard this from a lot of other people, but a heartbreak really gets you in the gym. And I had this feeling of, I can't control anything. And a way that I reclaimed me, my time, and just did things that I could control were working out. So I had this coworker, and she would wake up every morning, go to the gym at seven in the morning. And at first, I was like, you're crazy. What do you mean you're going to the gym at seven in the morning every day? Just one February, this is literally a year ago, I was like, you know what? I'm going to ask her for help. So every morning with her I started going to the gym at 7 a.m and it's just something I continued doing yeah working out a form of self-love that I think 
uh, you called it cliche, but it's it's a truth that a lot of people live that that is their form of self-love or you'll hear words like self-care around, but it's really just like love, mm-hmm. like loving the body you're in, loving your mind and expressing that. And I appreciate that. There's actually, it makes me think of one of the, one of these things that I grapple with and I feel frustrated about that I hear a lot, especially working at a university, going to school at a pretty progressive university, and then also being in therapy-centered world was that like, you know, self-love, like eating or going to sleep or taking care of yourself as a form of self-love. And I agree with that, that it is a form of self-love, but I also find it very frustrating that what it what should be like a bare minimum of like necessity of just taking care of yourself is so far away for people that they have to consider it a almost like revolutionary act of self-love that like my form of self-love is taking a nap it just makes me sad because it it shows how distant and far off we are from having our actual needs met that that is considered a form of self-love. But then at the same time, I'm like, you know, if that's how you love yourself, you do you like, obviously, but at the same time, it just like makes me angry that at some point in your life, you had to sacrifice a basic necessity to, and now are living at a point where it's a luxury. That's an interesting point because I've definitely gone to that phase where like, oh, I haven't slept in a long time. So my form of taking care of myself is just taking a nap where I should be sleeping already. I should be eating already. And the entire time I was in university, I was so unhealthy. Love. That's another thing too, where I sometimes have moments where I I have to reconsider. I, one, I think this is something that we should all do. Unsolicited advice of the day. Check in with yourself monthly, weekly if need be, yearly, wherever you are. Check in with yourself and reevaluate. Sometimes how you choose to love yourself or take care of yourself changes based on what's going on. And so when it came to food, I've existed in places where getting myself like a snack or buying something was a form of love. Mm -hmm. And then it came to a point where I would reward myself for things I didn't do, things I thought about doing, or I would use it to chase away negative feelings. And I had to reevaluate, you know, food isn't a form of self-love anymore. It's a crutch. It is, it's become... I won't say necessarily unhealthy, but it is veered far away from what it was originally intended to be. Mm -hmm. So you got to go back and reevaluate. And that's one of the things that I've done with um, a form of self-love that I've had, which is laying down Mm -hmm. or like just sitting still. That's how I choose to love myself, how how I chose to center myself into it became a very sedentary and meh sort of life I would literally lay in bed and I'd be like oh I love my bed oh my gosh it's so great like this is my happy place kind of thing I'm taking care of myself I'm keeping myself warm I'm relaxing I'm you know chasing away the stress of the day to a point where it no longer had that positive kick anymore and it was just neutral like I just exist in my bed my my mood is neither good nor bad and it was one of those things where I felt like 
you know, this act of how I love myself and how I take care of myself, I need to change a bit. I need to do some other things and, you know, build it back up to the reward that it was. So that meant staying more active or meaning when I'm at home or I'm in my room that I'm trying not to sit in my bed as much that I go to, I got to try and move around and at least sit up and sit in a chair or, you know, go out and go into a living room or something like that. Yeah. And then however you define self-love and do that on your own, that's, that's totally on you. We're just sharing our experiences and what we'd like to do. But another thing that really came down to it um, when on my journey to, you know, loving myself and hyping myself up and really taking that once again, that outward projection of love to others and maybe, you know, redirecting some of that light back into myself. I think that really came from my first relationship because we live in a society in which it is very much talked up that your, your partner is supposed to be your everything. They're supposed to hype you up. They're supposed to support you, be your crutch, be everything. And so that also puts it on kind of makes it so that what your friends are saying to you, what your family is saying to you, what strangers are saying to you, what teachers, all these people are supporting you or reminding you or they matter a little less in comparison to a romantic partner saying this back to you. Like, let's be real. I've had moments where my friends could say something to me and I just kind of like brush it off. But if my romantic partner said it to me, I'd be like, oh my gosh, wow, thank you. I've never seen it that way. And that, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. That's one of those things of like how we value different relationships we have with people. The, what, what I kind of took from it was, I think another thing about self-love, that this is what I was trying to get to earlier, is that self-love is, you know, all love, you have the ability to project it outwards. We have the ability to love unconditionally outwards. Um, and you love your friends, you, sh- you shower them with affection, you do all these, you take all these steps, use all these love languages to show people that you love, that you love them. But I think the thing that is also the other side of the coin is when we turn that inwards, when we take all those active means of showing you love someone towards ourselves, it's also an act of accepting that love. Sometimes you have, some people have an inner voice where you can shower your friends with all these compliments, but if you give yourself a compliment, you can't accept it. Mm -hmm. You have to work on accepting your own love. Yeah, that's a good point. And going back to that, something my ex-partner told me after the breakup and because I didn't want to get back together with him was you're selfish. And when he said that, I was like, oh my God, like, no, I'm not selfish, this and that. But as I've progressed and learned to love myself, I'm like, of course I'm selfish. Yes, I am selfish. And I know saying that sounds like such a negative thing. And we've been Mm -hmm. conditioned to relate selfishness with negativity or lack of empathy and all this. But yes, I am selfish and I'm claiming it. And there's nothing wrong with saying that. 
Yes. Yes. And, you know, yeah, that's a given. It's a moment of radicalness, like radical self-love. Like this, the whole idea of being selfish is radical for some people. And that's, that's the step in their progression and their development. And I'm personally a firm supporter and uplifter of radical self-love. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people kind of put themselves out there and all this love and all this affection to just just care bear stare all their heart into the world and it's like you know you have to nurture the source mm-hmm. you are the source code you have to take care of yourself you have to love where you're coming from yeah and this is something that I've worked on in therapy and something that is really very interesting and maybe a step above or maybe your current step in your own development, which is a weird part that I've always had issues with. Like loving the trauma and the things that broke you and thus made you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like I've, I've really had to work through this and taking these moments of all this harm that people did, all this harm that I did to myself, all this harm that just felt like it was purposeless that just, you know, happened. I've had to choose to, you know, love the me that came out of such ugliness. That's the part of my own self-love that I'm working on currently, you know, in therapy with professionals, with friends, all that, and family is, you know, I choose to love me because of and in spite of the terrible things that have, you know, come into this cyclone of misery to make me. I know. And hearing you say that, I'm just like inspired, one. And I know our listeners don't know much about Breezy, but me telling you right now, Breezy, and our listeners, is you have gone through a lot. And I feel like you haven't even shared everything with me. But from the little I know, you've gone through so much to a point where I'm like, someone's doing brujeria on Breezy. Someone's like doing some witchcraft on Breezy because literally everything that could go bad goes bad. And the fact that you were so resilient, like you are so strong. And I know you're like, oh, whatever, you know, but I'm being so serious because Literally, there was a point in college where I'm like, what can possibly go wrong? And then it would go wrong when it came to Breezy. Like, everything just went south (laughs) with you. And so you are so strong. (laughs) No, these, like, it's one of those things where I'm trying not to get emotional, but (laughs) it's like one of those things where I hear songs where, like, these people praying on my downfall. They are. I'm telling you, I got a coven of hater witches. I got a coven of hater witches just sitting around being like, you know what? I think about it like this. Just to give you, a, I would say, preview, a little teaser trailer into my life. These are the things that have happened to me at work. Just work. In one day. Mm-hmm. A guest didn't get the correct amount of money back. Mm-hmm. I was walking around and volunteered to help. I went to go get their money. My manager told me to wait. As I was waiting, the guest was getting more and more agitated. 
my manager came back this person was like you know what i'm tired of waiting give me my money back before i what was it like oh it's a, it's a wrestling move what is it what is it called <laughs> i don't know it's the it's the wrestling move where you like throw somebody in the air and like grab their neck and then like flip them down i forget what that's called yeah i don't know but i know and they're like i'll do you i'll do you i'll do that to you and this little b word and i'm over here like i was i was trying to help you okay and then i'm talking to my coworkers, vibing not necessarily vibing just telling them like you want to hear this crazy stuff that this person said to me i went to go a drink of water and i took off my mask and my coworker looks me dead in the eye and is like oh that's not what I thought you'd look like. To be honest, I'm kind of disappointed. The disrespect. The disrespect. That's so rude. I'm sitting there, like, me, masked slightly down, drinking water, six feet apart. Like, uh? Like, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> like, I'm sitting there like, what the heck? Out of nowhere, unprovoked unprovoked yet disrespected nevertheless i just sit there like so yeah that's just the petty things that like you know it's stung i did I, I hurt a little bit but that's that's the that's easy level that's beginner level everything else man who i'm telling you this if this was the past 200 500 years ago i 100 percent promise you after everything i've been through i would have been a hermit I would have retreated up into the mountains and I'd be like, I would be the old witch of the mountains. I'd be like, I don't like people. <laughs> Get off my land. <laughs> Get out of these mountains. You're not welcome here. Okay, Grinch. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I'm the Grinch. I have all the makings to be the Grinch, just not the pigmentation. <laughs> you know, the older I get, the more I sympathize with the Grinch, with Squidward. <laughs> Just like those characters that when we were younger, we were like, oh, why are they so bitter? And why are you so angry all the time? I'm like, yes, I understand. Especially now mm -hmm. that I actually work at a restaurant, I'm like, I totally get it. <laughs> yeah. I think about it a lot. I don't know what that goes to show if, like, I'm a pessimist or a negative person. I just think the villains are a childhood imagining of what adulthood like is or adulthood is like like i ge i genuinely think like villains from cartoon shows are just what they view adults are and then as we grow up we can confirm yeah that's how adults are <laughs> they're not bad they're just adults <laughs> or that and then going through the pandemic and i think everyone has seen this meme where the days just start looking like when Squidward was in that gated community. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So, this is something that I want to unveil mm -hmm. on the podcast. I've, I tweeted about it in the past, but another, a, a new step I'm taking in my journey to self-love, specifically addressing this body dysmorphia and gender dysphoria that I've had all my life, is I'm planning on commissioning art from various artists in which it's going to be a portrait of me. I can't call it a self-portrait because that's the reason I'm paying these people. I can't draw. <laughs> <laughs> I, and so I'm con uh, commissioning 
all these various forms of art from oil painting, you know, mixed media, all of that, and using it as a, a means to see myself through an artistic t- interpretation, but also like just see myself and take what I see and how the artists have seen me and write love letters to myself in a response to the art. Mm -hmm. And this is to this day, the most (laughs) ambitious form of self-love that I've ever done. And I'm really excited for it. I'm nervous as well because Although it may sound simple, as simple as going to Goodwill and buying clothes, as simple as, you know, taking a picture of yourself, self-love isn't, is difficult, Mm -hmm. but it's doable. It is doable. And when it finally clicks and it hits and you feel that love that you've been putting out into the universe, that you've been just giving, gifting away to people, and you finally get just like a tiny taste of it, it... I think self-love feels better than being loved by others. Yeah. You know, and I realize that too because, wow, the people I've loved, y'all were lucky because now I'm getting <laughs> a glimpse of what it w- what it's like to be loved by me. I'm like, dang, y'all missing out. You did that mm-hmm. to yourself. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think about it like this. I is it is it the purest form of love? I think it is because it is creating positive energy and nourishing yourself with positive energy it's like a cycle mm-hmm. it's a health it's the healthiest cycle you put love out there and you take it back in from the source mm-hmm. and I, I, I love to see it we love to see it in this household we love it and since the 14th is coming up and just valentine's day and all that and now a lot of people might feel pressured to find a valentine or get in a relationship first we're still in a pandulce so calm down second you don't need a valentine honestly i don't know if it's just me but i'm in a state in my life where just the idea of talking to someone is exhausting just the idea of having to entertain someone and having chat with them be like how was your day and this and that and but i'm just to the point where i'm like that just sounds exhausting Mm mm-hmm yeah, if and because we live in a capitalist society, mm-hmm. I'm gonna take it all. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, if there's one thing Breezy gonna do, it's relate it all back to capitalism. Yeah, but because we live in a capitalist society, it sometimes may feel like the only way to show yourself love is via materialistic avenues of buying clothes, buying something, buying, buying, buying. Like I said before, sit back and reevaluate. Mm-hmm. How can you show love? and not feel pressured to spend money on yourself in order to show love. If that is a way that you want to show yourself life, uh, life, love, life, whatever. <laughs> As always, do that. Spend that coin, drop them dollars, whatever you need to show yourself love. But also realize that sometimes showing yourself love can be just sitting there and listening to your inner thoughts finally giving your inner thoughts an audience i think a little off topic but still on topic i think a thing i had to do for my self-care was i got to a point where i just had to quit my job 
at the restaurant. So I put in my two weeks and hopefully the 14th will be my last day. But mm -hmm. being able to quit is privilege because I don't really, I'm not really pressured to pay bills or people aren't depending on me. Like I don't have kids, but while I was working there, I was just, I found myself just being miserable. I was working at a restaurant and honestly, the biggest issue working there wasn't the customers. It was my coworkers. It was the management and how uncomfortable my male coworkers would make me feel. Like I couldn't just go and do my job and wear what I wanted to wear and within the dress code, like I had to make sure I wore things that covered my body all the way and so no one can see me. I had, I like stopped wearing makeup and all these things just so I wouldn't get those comments from my coworkers and wouldn't feel uncomfortable. And just having people that are like double my age either just sexually harass me or just talk negatively about me just because I exist. So it got to a point where I was just like, you know what, I can't be here anymore because I'm literally suffering for no reason. Yeah. And I'm sorry. I don't... I, I hate that the expectation is for us to endure. Mm-hmm. I feel like that has been the conversation always. It's just about endure, endure, endure instead of enjoy. Yeah, and I'm not trying to talk bad about this restaurant whatsoever. It's just what my experience was. But I remember when I first started working there, my boss, my manager was complaining that, oh, a lot of young people come and go really fast. They have bad work ethic. They don't know how to work. They're bad employees and just complaining to me about it. And the thing is, like, at the restaurant, most of the people that have been working there have been working there for 20 years, 20, the entire time the restaurant has been open, 15 years, 10 years. So they've been there, like, the entire life is around this restaurant. So when my boss was saying these things, I was just like, oh, that's crazy. Like, how all these young people come and go and they're all terrible workers. But as I've worked there, I realized it's not because young people or people that keep quitting are bad employees is because this establishment treats us so badly and for a lot of people i've been working there for so many years and their life is surrounding that restaurant is because they don't have the chance to leave either that be by documentation or the ability to find another job but i feel like that place was really taking advantage of people and the quote-unquote, the young people that would leave just had another opportunity elsewhere and were able to leave that toxic mm -hmm. environment. So now that I'm quitting or now that I, like, put in my two weeks, they're like, oh, Andrea's another one that she has a bad work ethic. She's not good at this. She's not good at that. She's terrible. She gives us attitude. And it's like, no, I just come to a place every day where I'm being treated terribly and then I'm expected to work, like, if I'm getting paid $50 an hour. I, in that case, all I can say is for you, having higher expectations and higher standards 
for yourself and your own happiness, that's self-love. How was you just taking care and loving yourself? And I think that's another thing, too. This is a generational thing that I've noticed. Like, this has been complaints about millennials. There's been cl- complaints about our generation. There always be complaints that, like, work ethic's bad or we have no loyalty to companies. It's, we know that it's not worth suffering or enduring a company because they don't care about you. You'll be the first person they let go when it comes down to it. Like loyalty and also knowing that you deserve more than to suffer through a nine to five at the hopes of maybe one day getting a raise and not enjoying yourself. You know that you're worth finding you're worth the journey of finding that, that job that meets all of your criteria. Yeah. And a thing I've seen a lot, and I also like bumped into this on this one TikTok where this girl was working at a restaurant. I don't know what she was doing. And then she like remembered that she's only getting paid minimum wage. So she like was like, you know, I shouldn't, I don't, I think you know what I'm talking about where she's like, Mm -hmm. okay, I'm not going to put that much effort. Like I'm going to do my job, but I'm not going to like go 110% because I'm getting paid minimum wage. And a lot of the comments were like, oh, this is why you're not progressing. This is why you're never gonna get a raise. This is why you're stuck where you are, this and that. And I'm like, that has nothing to do with that. This is a customer service, restaurant position, a fast food position where you could have worked there for 15, 20 years and they maybe will raise you $3 if that, but you could really be killing yourself at these minimum wage places and they won't care. Mm-hmm. They'll be like, we really appreciate you, but we're not going to give you a raise. We're not going to help you out. We're not going to do anything for you. So when people are like, you have to like put in your all so you, they can appreciate you. I'm like, as Breezy said, you're going to be the first one to be fired if anything happens. So mm-hmm. Yeah. Name your price and do not give any of these people anything more than the bare minimum. Mm-hmm. They're paying the, a minimum wage for the bare minimum. Mm-hmm. You pay, and I think about this, all other companies, when you be doing well or you're doing a job or your position is so desired, they will raise that money for you. Mm-hmm. Like I think about it like this, just at our school. Remember all the football coaches that would try and leave? Yeah. Or people who try and leave and they would try and increase their salary or try and like be like, hey, we'll give you this. Mm-hmm. If they want you, if they need you, they'll make it known. Yeah. So for all you working in customer service, retail, like work your wage because they're, they're not going to increase your pay. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you've been working there for 20 years and they give you 20 more cents. Yeah. Where's that going to get you? <laughs> My job. as a thank you for the end of working an entire year in a pandemic for doing all that stuff to dealing with that they they gave us a meal a thank you meal you know what this thank you meal was sandwiches made in store the like cheap assorted little bags of chips branded pens and those are cheap to make free face masks and juice boxes they gave me a public school lunch <laughs> as a thank you. <laughs> they really did. And you know what's funny you, me hearing you say that is the place I work at right now, they won't even give us a free meal. 
they won't even give us like free chips and it's a Mexican restaurant a very Americanized Mexican restaurant like they barely give us a discount if we eat there and I've had so many occasions where they really show how in Spanish we'll say godos they are like how cheap they are even giving a person an extra tortilla is like a burden to them you're like asking them to like give out millions of dollars or something I'm like it's just a tortilla like y'all throw it away at the end of the night anyways Mm-hmm. Mm. know your worth name your price mm-hmm. any other form of self-care breezy um <laughs> this is self-love and i know for some people self-love can be difficult it may be something that they don't want sometimes they like <laughs> weird metaphor think of self-love as pure uncut a drug of some sort okay okay receiving love from others may be easier to get or deal with mm-hmm. but it's cut it's cut with something else it's mm-hmm. cut with all that other stuff going on that it's it is a con- it is conditional love. Mm-hmm. Self-love is unconditional. It's truly unconditional, but it's very difficult to get at. If you don't want to work that hard for that self-love, do not invest in a relationship. Puppy, get a cat. <laughs> you want some love? You want some, something else to love you when you're not ready to put in the work that it comes to loving yourself? Get a dog. Do not have a kid and do not get in a relationship looking for external validation and love get a dog and a cat love and take care of that cat and dog you good you are okay (laughs) yeah you know I've been single for so long that picturing myself in a relationship is just hard to picture I'm like Mm -hmm. (sighs) speaking of dogs there goes that dog (laughs) (laughs) I love my dog but he is the most dramatic dog out there like a leaf will blow in the wind far away and he will just bark at it for no reason or I'd be eating and just like I'll just be eating and just chilling or doing whatever and then he'll just start barking and I'm like one day he's gonna kill me one day he's gonna bark he's gonna scare me and I'm gonna choke on my food it's gonna happen (laughs) (laughs) so and also, like, something I think the listeners don't know, and I don't know if you, Breezy, have realized this, but the amount of things I have to cut out of the podcast because my dog is barking <laughs> in the background. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> but anyways. This is the thing yeah. you have to deal with. <laughs> mm. Man. Honestly, I feel like this episode is really what is getting at the the point of this whole podcast. Self-love. You got to you got to love yourself. And that's what we're we're on our journey to do and for those of you listening, you're coming along as well. Whether, you know, having your own parallel journey or just tuning into ours. Yeah, and self-love can be presented in a lot of ways. Therapy is a great way to get there and make these connections and realizations that maybe you weren't getting from just talking to yourself or your friends will have a biased outlook on 
whatever situation you're going to because they love you and they want to support you in every way possible but a therapist is going to be like maybe doing that isn't the greatest or isn't the most helpful so seeking that help one way or another mm-hmm. journaling personally my favorite this will get you stares but i'll be talking to myself public or oh. not <laughs> Actually, this happened to me yesterday. <laughs> I was talking to myself in public after an awkward run-in with someone, and I didn't realize I was yelling in a public parking lot, and people were looking at me like, what is going on? I needed that. If I had said nothing, I probably would have just made a squeal sound or something, but I need that. I checked it with myself, and I have no qualms. I have no issues. That's everybody else's issues and problems, not mine. That was just a very public check-in. <laughs> so small things we do for self-care. Again, I put my phone on airplane mode. I do skincare. I do my daily workouts. I, sh- I love showering. I don't know about y'all, but I love taking showers and taking a long time. I don't know. It's not very environmentally friendly, but I love my showers. And... What else? I spend some time on TikTok. TikTok is my form of self-care as well. That's the only things I can think of at the moment, but there's a lot more. Yeah. I would say my steps of self-love and self-care are constantly changing with the day. And that is why, for me, the most important form of self-love is checking in with myself. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's out loud. Sometimes that's in a journal. Sometimes that's just a moment of realization that some things need to change. And those things have, that that act of self-love has kept me grounded and kept me working towards truly loving myself. Yeah. So a challenge I have for everyone is for especially my single folks, but everyone, is on Valentine's Day, set up some kind of date for yourself. And obviously COVID safe. We're not trying to to get COVID anytime soon or at all. So just do something that you're going to enjoy. If that's sitting down and watching Grey's Anatomy, if that's ordering from your favorite restaurant, whatever that might be, just take that date with yourself do that date for yourself yes this valentine's day my act of self-love is to seek out or to fulfill my love language for myself i'm going to be spending some quality time with my little sister and we're going to be making resin phone cases Ooh, those are nice those are nice all right y'all i think that's all we have for this week Thank you so much for joining in. We really appreciate it. And again, it's okay to be selfish. It's okay to love yourself and do what you got to do to be healthy. Physically, mentally, emotionally, you just do what you got to do, okay? If that means breaking up with that person that you keep going back and forth with, (laughs) this is your sign. This is your sign. You should do it. (laughs) So. All right. Thank you so much. You can find me on Instagram at Andy underscore Torres HU 
and on Twitter at T-O-R-R underscore R-R-E-S. And you can find your boy at, on Twitter at Libra, as in the star sign, Thugga, T-H-U-G-G-A. And feel free to DM me. Send me fun memes. Um, but otherwise, this has been Therapy Check. We love y'all. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Oh, look at that. It's being synchronized and everything. <laughs> <laughs>